0: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. Today on the show, one advantage. The Miami Dolphins have over every team on the schedule for the upcoming season. Of course, by Thursday night, we will know the order of the teams being played, but we know the teams on the schedule now. So what advantages, before we can get into uh, timing and bye weeks and homestands, what advantages exist when you look at these rosters and coaching staffs right now? Glad you asked.
1: You are Locked On Dolphins. Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What's going on, Dolphins fans, contractors? Your host here, Locked On Dolphins Director of Scouting at draftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and uh going to dive into some of the opponent strength and weaknesses today on the show. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. So we've kind of started to get some rumors and rumblings about potential Dolphins' uh, weekly opponents and primetime games and all that kind of stuff. The big one, and this one is actually a legitimate, like, hey, this might be a thing is the Dolphins on Thanksgiving against Detroit. Uh, that is a team, uh, at Detroit that is on the schedule. Uh, and it was the LA times or somebody did something where, uh, they had showcased the board where like, I got a board behind me here in my office for draft prospects. They have a board for all the weeks, all the teams, and you got to slot them accordingly. And, um, It was acknowledged right at the top of that video that it's either Buffalo or Miami playing Detroit. And now there's a rumor out there that that Buffalo may be playing Baltimore on Thanksgiving for the third game, which would theoretically lock the Dolphins in against Detroit. We'll find out. We'll find out tomorrow, and we might end up finding out beforehand based on uh, the, the league has been kind of revealing some games as they have gone. Throughout the course of this week, including some of the other holiday games that are being played. So we'll see. But uh that that's kind of the the rumor mill right now. Miami has about a 50-50 shot of playing Detroit on Thanksgiving. But um I wanted to, before we get into the actual breakdown of the schedule and how the games and the opponents are falling, want to get it into where the Dolphins have advantages against all of their opponents for this upcoming season. Um, some of it might be more big picture. That's broader brushes because there's more clear advantages. Some of it might be smaller advantages, but um, we're, we're going to try and stay away from home and away. We're going to try and stay away from, uh, we're definitely going to avoid all of the, Late by week, you're due for a letdown game, all, all that kind of stuff that's like the human element of football. And instead, just going to talk about the rosters as I perceive them right now. And that's one of the nice things about me working uh, in the draft space for the draftnetwork.com is you have to have this uh, working base of knowledge for all 32 teams because you have to know and understand where they're at as a franchise and what their strengths and weaknesses are when they go into the draft. And then, of course, we just have the draft, and and now you know how they chose to address those problems. So I am using a website that used some (laughs) indiscriminate way of listing the opponents. So I'm not listing these teams in any given order. It's just the way that they are on the website, okay? But I want to go through every team and talk about we have this advantage against this team, that advantage against that team. And the top team on the list here is the Baltimore Ravens. I am excited. You know, if if you were ever going to not play a game in Miami Gardens, uh, Baltimore and Philadelphia, I'm about equidistant from. So see you there, Miami. I will be at this game. So that's one advantage the Dolphins have. But I think last year's performance against Lamar Jackson um, can carry a, a lot of weight for a player. Uh, the Dolphins zeroed Lamar Jackson all night in Miami, and Baltimore went into the bag with about everything that was at their disposal, and they had no answer for Miami's zero package. Miami, uh, you'd like to think with the ability to bring everybody back, plus Channing Tyndall, from a personnel perspective, they're going to be a little bit more dynamic plus whatever veterans they had along the way, Baltimore has really shifted their identity as an offense. They've gone back to they drafted two tight ends. They keep bringing in more running backs. They're getting healthy. Uh, They are very much going to go back to the 2019 version of the Baltimore Ravens. And I think what that gives you an advantage in is if you can physically control the line of scrimmage, You should be able to win this football game. And I do think about Baltimore's offense versus Miami's defense. And yeah, you'll get Ronnie Stanley back. But you got Tyler Linderbaum now at center. And if you put Raekwon Davis over Tyler Linderbaum and you try and run the ball downhill. Good luck. Good luck. So I think Miami's athletes on the outside versus Baltimore. And that history with the zero game, uh, the zero looks from last year. Uh, Gives Miami uh, a big advantage when Baltimore has the ball in that football game. Chicago. This is a game that's in Chicago. Uh, The advantage here, in my mind, is is pretty straightforward. It is uh, direction as a franchise, Uh, vision as a franchise. Chicago, new GM, new head coach, second-year quarterback who went through this draft process and the team invested their top two draft picks in defensive players for a defensive minded coach. uh, While a young quarterback is expected to keep his head above water. Does that sound familiar? That was not an audio issue. That was me getting on top of the mic. So the one star review (laughs) reviews conflated about audio quality, please. Um, Chicago is at square one. And they chose foundational players that will make their team better in the long run, but are not going to help their young quarterback in the long run. Miami is in a very different chapter of their own respective rebuild. And because of that, I think that gives them a natural advantage. At Cincinnati, the Bengals. So as far as advantages that that I think Miami has at their disposal, and this is, of course, not to say that all of the teams that we're going to talk about here don't have advantages over the Dolphins as well. And I think that's important to note because, you know, this is a Dolphins podcast. So we're going to focus on the pro Dolphins lens at this current point in time. And when things go right and things go wrong, we'll talk about why they go right and wrong. But, you know, I would not particularly enjoy... um going through a completely negative show talking about all the disadvantages the Dolphins have against all these teams. So acknowledging that, and I'm looking for strengths that the Dolphins have against Cincinnati. I do think the team on the perimeter has talent to challenge Cincinnati on both sides of the football. There are not too many defensive backfields that you could line up and say, okay, we like our chances reasonably well to play man-to-man coverage against T Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd. The dolphins are one of those defenses that I think has enough depth currently as scheduled in the secondary that they can make that work. And then on the other side of the ball, I think Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill uh, give you a lot of advantages on the outside where you can win outside in both phases in my mind, against Cincinnati. You won't completely contain the Cincinnati passing game, just like the Bengals won't completely contain your speed uh, with Waddle and Tyreek Hill. But um, there's enough talent there to make that a full width of the field conversation in that game. At Detroit, we already mentioned Detroit potentially as a uh, Thanksgiving game. It is on the road. It's at Ford Field. I think talent is is a big thing. And one thing that I can also tack on for Miami this year relative to Detroit is experience. Uh, Miami has been a young roster the last couple of years, but you've got guys that have a couple of seasons under their belts now. And then you go out and you get guys like Tyreek Hill and guys like Teron Armstead and Connor Williams. And all of a sudden, like you're a little bit more experienced as a team collectively. Detroit, they're in this rebuilding effort where there's such an influx in so many new faces, right? You got last year's draft class. You got this year's draft class. You're working free agency, trying to get things turned over for a new head coach. And that gives you a chemistry advantage on, in my mind, both sides of the ball. Even with, like, your net chemistry is going to be greater, in my mind, than Detroit on both sides of the ball even though Miami did go out and get a new left tackle, a new left guard, three new starting running backs, three new wide receivers. Yeah, the personnel offensively for Miami is, is different, but having an offense that's tailored to your quarterback as compared to making things work with Jared Goff, even on the offensive side of the ball with all of Miami's new faces, I think gives you an advantage there too. Uh, We're going to get into the AFC East teams now, Buffalo, New England, and the New York Jets, but not before I remind all of my friends here on Lockdown Dolphins about the greatness that is Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Right now, you can visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com. Promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar, bar none, pun intended.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: I didn't even try and do that. I stumbled into that. Obviously, the hardest team in the AFC East to point to an advantage on is the Buffalo Bills, uh, because the Buffalo Bills have won seven straight against the Miami Dolphins. Plenty of baked-in advantages to be found with that kind of consistent success against a single team. But what I would say is this. Uh, if you go back, you watch the game, Kansas City against Buffalo. The Bills' secondary is slow relative to speed receivers. And Tyree and Jalen Waddell should be able to, if given opportunities to catch the ball in stride and with proper spacing, create a lot of run after catch opportunities. That is the first place my mind goes where I'm looking at where do the Dolphins have advantages against the Buffalo Bills. Now, proper spacing, that's going to be prompted upon your ability to threaten all levels of the field. But if you get proper spacing, and if you get guys getting hit in stride, you know, Tredavious White is coming back off a uh, season-ending injury. Kair Elam is a straight-line speed guy, but I do think his his he's a little high-hipped. He's their first-round pick this year. Uh, you should have some opportunities with transitional quickness and open-field explosiveness. The New England Patriots? You should have the, I'm trying to think of the one I want to talk about. We've we've talked pretty in-depth. I do not think the Patriots got particularly better this offseason, whereas I do think the Dolphins did. And the Dolphins swept the Patriots last year, and were one game behind the Patriots in the standings in total. If I had to point to one advantage, one. I would probably say that the Dolphins' defense projects favorably well long-term against having success against Mac Jones. I don't think that Tyquan Thornton and Devontae Parker give you enough on the outside to all of a sudden give Mac this situation in which he can really thrive, throwing the ball against Miami. I think you have a chance when you play New England to make this team very one dimensional when you play them and then you win your third downs with your pressure looks and you get home on Mac Jones quickly, which I very much think that they can. And I think that's a big advantage for, for Miami and for the jets. Yeah. The jets have gotten a lot more talented this off season, but that's because the bar was so low to start with. I think the jets, it's a timing issue for me, for the jets. I think the jets are probably two years away if they, if they, All of their high level investments hit the way they're supposed to. Uh, They are very inexperienced. They are very young. Uh, They also have psyche working against them. They've been the fourth place finisher in the AFC seven out of the last eight years or something like that. So I think New York, kind of like Chicago, it's timing. New York is further ahead in their rebuild, but they've now got a bunch of rookie players coming in now playing critical roles on the team. And I just think that that's an advantage that Miami can take advantage of the Cleveland Browns uh, undetermined date, of course, but it is at hard rock stadium. And I think one thing that Miami has an advantage on in the Browns is you should be able to get plus one in the box to fit the run against the Browns. The Browns can obviously run the football at a very high rate, uh, but their pass catching and and wide receivers, uh, you have somebody you trust to lock up Amari Cooper and, and play and follow him all throughout the game. And the rest of your pass catchers for Cleveland should not, you should have an advantage everywhere else. So, especially if Deshaun Watson does not play in the game, if the Dolphins get Cleveland in the first half of the season, We would presume that means it's Jacoby Brissett time. Uh, In that case, I'm playing single high free safety, and I got an extra hat down in the box the entire game. Pittsburgh. I think what's interesting about Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh, uh, the Matt Canada offense, they often play the game in a 10-yard box. Uh, There's a lot of quick hitting stuff, a lot of quick hitters to the outside. They have a lot of speed and wiggle. At wide receiver, think about Deontay Johnson and what he brings to the table. Obviously, Chase Claypool's a bigger guy, but he had a down year this past year. Uh, And Pittsburgh's quarterback situation is Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky. The Dolphins' defense against an offense that systemically plays so much of their passing volume within a tight amount of space to the line of scrimmage. And those guys as your quarterbacks, I think, gives you an advantage to really uh, challenge them. Uh, And and if you tackle in space, you should take care of business. Now, offensively, I know we've skewed towards defense for the last couple of these, but um, offensively, Pittsburgh's defensive backfield took a hit. And, And I don't know how much better they got, to be honest with you. So if I'm looking at advantages for Miami against Pittsburgh, when Miami has the football, you should have big talent advantages on the outside. Um, and if you can win initial space at the line of scrimmage in the run game, just knowing that Devin Bush did not have his fifth year option picked up. The team went after miles Jack, but miles Jack has been very much an up and down player. Um, there's potential to, to bend back runs uh, if the, the Mike, whoever they end up settling on, is over-pursuing, where you, sh- you should be able to potentially get some chunk gains and some safety one-on-one situations with Minka Fitzpatrick. And we all know how much Minka loves to tackle. Minnesota. Uh, I think the thing that jumps out to me about Minnesota is they have some really big question marks on the defensive side of the ball with a lot of their playmakers. Harrison Smith is another year older. I don't believe Anthony Barr has signed with anybody. Uh, Daniel Hunter missed time last year with an injury, significant injury. Everson Griffin take, uh, has taken some time away from the game uh, with working on his mental health. So there's a lot of players for Minnesota that have been kind of staples that are not guarantees to be factors for minnesota this year and i think if you lose a lot of that talent on that side of the ball it puts you in a position where you can potentially you know, get more chunk plays and have more time to throw the football and deal with less initial penetration up the field and, uh, i think that's the big thing for me with minnesota that i i look at and i see ripe for opportunity with the dolphins In that matchup, Uh, New England Jets bills again, we already went through, which just leaves three teams, the Chargers, the Texans, and the 49ers, those two West Coast trips that the Dolphins have to tackle, and then the Houston Texans who the Dolphins will play at home for the second consecutive season.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL draft. Check out mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: Let's do the Texans first out of these last three. And, um, the TDN scouting staff was going through the Texans draft class yesterday. Um, because we covered it, Joe Marino and I covered it on Draft Dudes. And I asked Joe the question, I said, Joe, what's the over-under for the number of rookies from this class that you think have starting roles for this team by midseason? And you go through the list, and it's Derek Stingley. It's Kenyon Green, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, so forgive me if I take a a minute here. Uh, You have Jalen Petrie, the safety from Baylor. You have John Mechie, you have Christian Harris, you have uh, Thomas Booker from Stanford. Like all of those players, very easily could be starters for Houston by midseason. Damian Pierce, running back, Florida. It's the seventh. Would not be surprised at all if all of them were starters. The team is so devoid of talent and for the second consecutive year Houston has gone out and they've signed a bunch of you know remember how in 2019 the team was kind of slapped together with a bunch of street free agents and we kind of refer to it as lovingly the island of misfit toys like Houston has voluntarily done that again for a second straight year you have a huge talent advantage against the Houston Texans you have a huge experience advantage against the Houston Texans I think you have a huge coaching advantage against the Houston Texans. If there's one game on this schedule that I feel would be completely, absolutely unacceptable to lose in any circumstances, it's a home game against the Houston Texans in 2022. Got to have it. Which leaves Chargers and, and 49ers. Uh, LA Chargers. I think one advantage that you can have in this football game is Brandon Staley's defense is a too high safety look. They like to play 2 high safeties. The Chargers defense in general was not good in stopping the run last year. I would look to take advantage of that. And that dynamic of the game is a layer that I think makes a lot of sense for the Dolphins to lean into. And San Francisco, I don't think it really matters who's playing quarterback. Um, You should have success against the run and the pass. Your defense should absolutely win this matchup, in my mind. Obviously, Debo Samuel is a very unique threat that's capable of taking over a football game at any given point in time. Obviously, George Kittle is a total pain in the butt. And he's he's probably the best, most physically talented tight end in the game of football right now. But I look at the offensive line versus the Dolphins' defensive line, And I think the dolphins are better. I look at the pass catchers and I look at the coverage options and I think the dolphins are better. So if you have better play in the trenches to set the line of scrimmage and win against the run, and then, and who even knows what's going on in the 49ers backfield, they drafted two running backs last year and then drafted a guy in the third round this year. Who's the same make and model as what the team had. Last year, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. So if you can win the early downs against the run and you can win the late downs against the pass with coverage, you do the math. I think Miami has a huge talent advantage relative to the scheme, right? And, of course, if anybody's going to know how to play San Francisco, it's going to be Coach McDaniel. So, there you go. I just gave you a, a clear bullet point and advantage for every team. Did I skip over the Green Bay Packers? I think it did. I'll throw this in. Green Bay, um, they traded the best receiver in football. And they replaced him with a second-round pick from North Dakota State, who I do think is raw, in Christian Watson. Uh, Their front, their defensive front, they invested their first two picks with Georgia defenders and Devontae Wyatt and and Quay Walker. They were a team that uh, struggled to stop the run last year as well. And they've invested very heavily because they're trying to get it done. And I'll say this, if they're going to lean real hard into Quay Walker solving those problems, I thought Quay Walker had some processing inconsistency. So, if you run some misdirection at him as a rookie in the NFL, I think you can have some advantages there. So, now I've given you the advantages uh, a a clear bullet point advantage that the Dolphins have against every team on the schedule. Hope you guys enjoyed. Tomorrow's Power to the Pod. Friday is a schedule reaction show. So, plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, fins up, keep it locked in right here on Lockdown Dolphins. Make it a good one. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.
1: Hey, Prime members.